Hello, this is Axel Hombach from Cologne. I'm the director of the Hypnose Zentrum Köln. One thing I do is I organize hypnosis courses and trainings, and some of the trainings I organize are workshops with Dr. John Butler. Dr. John Butler is the director of the HTI in London. The HTI, that is the Hypnotherapy Training International, one of the leading schools of hypnotherapy training internationally. The HDI was originally founded many years ago by the legendary Gil Boyne, who changed hypnosis and hypnotherapy in a way that is still present and still felt and still has its great influence. Most of the hypnotists today even really work with what he introduced already in the late 50s and 60s. So now I'm here with Dr. John Butler, who was for the last 10 years of Gil Boyne's life his co-teacher. And there's probably no other person on earth currently who knows the transforming therapy method and all its offsprings, the seminal method, better than him. John is currently sitting in London, so let's say hello to John. Hello, John. Hello, Axel. Good to speak to you. I'm very glad to have you again. So our today's topic is transforming weight. Transforming weight, we will come in a minute to it, is the specialized application of transforming therapy combined with anything that has to do with weight. Before we come to that, let's talk about a small legal detail. You talk about, usually when you talk about hypnotherapy and about therapists. And to make this clear at the beginning, hypnotherapy is what you say in England. It encompasses all that has to do with the application of hypnosis. Is that correct like that? Yes. Uh, we use here in the UK therapy without any legal restrictions. It is a legally defined term in various countries, which means, uh, and it is restricted in law, to several professions, usually psychology and medicine. It may also be the word that licensed psychotherapists can use and so on, but it's to restricted groups only, where in the UK it's a very general term and it is not subject to legal restrictions and we can use it interchangeably with coaching work, counseling work, And in fact, many kinds of therapies exist in the complementary field. So when I talk about therapy, this applies to coaching, counseling, and many other activities. And of course, I'm talking about the psychological therapies here at the moment, rather than physical therapies. And when you talk about therapist, you usually mean the person who uses hypnosis as a means of helping others, be it for coaching or therapy. So therapist, when you use it, includes both a coach or a therapist. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Anybody helping another person in any way with their goals, uh, with their personal development, or some specific area that they want to work on in performance enhancement, for example, I'm using therapists for any person helping individual, individual health person with anything that they come to them for help with. Okay, so that is very important because here in Germany, there's a clear distinction between therapy and coaching, and therapists include psychological therapy, manual therapy, and it's restricted to licensed people, while coaching is something else. And this is now 
very important because here when we talk, we talk about when you talk about therapist, that means that the listener can replace that with hypnotist, for example. Certainly. So now let's come to our topic today, transforming weights. John, when you talk about transforming weights, what does it include? Does it include weight management, weight loss? Does it also include other forms like eating disorders? Or what is included in this system that is transforming weight? Well, Axel, it includes any and all aspects of psychological help for people who want to lose weight, maintain themselves at a certain weight. They've lost the weight, but they want to maintain that weight for the future. People with severe psychological problems, even, that does require special training, of course, to work with people who have maybe severe anorexia and bulimia, and there may be major emotional and personal factors that they're dealing with that contribute to those eating behaviors that are very unhealthy. Some of them require people, of course, to be in a controlled, hospitalized setting. But really, the majority of the cases we're dealing with are people who come to a therapist or a coach and want to lose some weight and don't have psychiatric issues, but our knowledge and skills that we teach in transforming therapy could be used with somebody who has, of course, specialist training in dealing with people with very severe mental states. The same methodologies with some adaptations could be used to help people deal with those weight problems. Now, weight problems can emerge from many factors. Sometimes people have severe psychological problems who are on medications for those problems. This contributes to their weight difficulties. So there's a physical cause as well to their problem with weight. There are already many hypnotists out there who already work with weight management. And many hypnotists had already weight management. And when I talk about weight management, I mean usually losing weight as part of their basic training. Why should someone take a specialized class like transforming weight? Well, firstly, it is a very broad subject. There's many, many aspects to it. It's certainly more than a beginner's topic that can be dealt with just a few suggestions. There are rare cases where the problem has just requires a little boosting of the person's motivation and commitment and helping them maybe overcome the tendency to eat certain foods Their overall diet may be healthy, but they have just one or two things about their eating patterns, perhaps, that causes difficulties. And if that can be triggered and helped to move in the right direction with some programming suggestions, well and good. But my feeling is, and experience is, and experience of teaching many people to deal with weight management, that's not enough for many, many clients. It takes a lot more knowledge and abilities to have long-term success, and I stress that. People will often make an improvement in their eating patterns, and much of that may be simply a placebo effect, going to the therapist and maybe getting a little bit of mental help, but not really dealing with any of the issues that may be underlying their problem. And so what happens is they improve for a few weeks, typically two or three weeks, and then begin to slip back to their old eating problems and then taking on the weight. So I believe it requires sufficient knowledge that you can deal with the wide range of people who come with weight problems, wide range of emotional and personal factors that are influencing their eating problem. Now, you mentioned that it is much more than a beginner's topic. 
This is what I realize when I follow the online chats, for example, and when I follow what others write, that often losing weight or weight management is rather considered a beginner's topic. So, as I understand you, you would disagree there. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, we have a major obesity e epidemic in the Western world, and there have been many attempts to change people's eating patterns, and we see that they have a great difficulty in achieving enough success. And that's several factors, of course, in society. There's an abundance of food available and temptations, and then there's people's diet. is often including foods which are, there's a lot of additives and things in there that are not healthy but are there to make the food more attractive, and they are highly addictive, some of the foods that people are eating. But, of course, I think part of the reason it's often seen as the beginner's topic is that it can build the practice for people, uh, building up their practice in the early stages of their clinical experience. They can develop skills and confidence from working with weight cases, provided they're successful. And uh, so it's often seen as, yes, there's a lot of people need help with weight, so you need to be able to get out there and tap into that market, and in so doing, you'll build up your practice. A lot of therapists find it's not that simple, and it's not that it can be simply lumped in with smoking, and if people give up tobacco, well, they don't need to smoke again, but when they change their eating patterns, they will need to maintain that long-term. They can't give up eating, and there are a great deal of differences between smoking cessation and weight management. But both, from your point of view, as I understood, can be used as practice builder. Absolutely. I think if you do this work effectively, you will get a lot of referrals. Sometimes the smokers, when they give up, will start putting on more weight. They've been subconsciously or consciously using tobacco as an appetite suppressant. And as they give up smoking and maybe have some difficulty in dealing with the emotional factors in their mind, their stressors in life as well, they may head to using food as a comforter. So people are using food to comfort themselves, which means often they feel a bit depressed, anxious, low self-confidence, lack of self-love. And, of course, food issues often run very deep. There are many deeper emotional factors involved. So when we want to use it as a practice builder, we need to know we can get good results so that the referrals will come. There's a lot of guarantees and, I would say, false claims sometimes out there, not just with hypnotherapy, but in other therapies as well. And as we know, it's not that simple. The success rate in long-term weight management is poor with many programs unless those underlying emotional issues are dealt with to a sufficient degree. So from that point of view already, that should be enough to specialize more or take specialized classes to build up the knowledge and skills that you are developing. Would you agree there? Absolutely. I think it requires an adequate amount of knowledge that is usually more than is taught in uh, weight management classes, in hypnotherapy. Simply direct suggestion or even indirect suggestion on its own will only have a limited success in the long term with many weight problems. And so people need adequate training, uh, which includes learning the knowledge, techniques, developing the skills that the person, the therapist needs, the coach needs to succeed long-term with large numbers of clients. 
when you take specialized classes in in weight management or weight loss hypnosis approaches when you compare them to transforming weight the transforming weight approach why should one take the transforming weight class uh, what is the goal of the transforming weight approach and in how far is it different from other approaches could you give us a idea about what people expect when they take your class well axel we've been working in this field for a long period of time i have uh, a lot of expertise background and experience in working with weight issues i've giving interviews on it and writing articles on it since the mid 80s and i've learned from many people in the field learned from psychology people medical people about the psychology the biology of weight issues and i incorporate this knowledge plus my experience and the experience of working with many therapists that i've trained and their information and feedback that i've mentored and supervised them all of this knowledge and as i say the expertise of other people includes people i haven't necessarily trained with but i've studied the subject in a great deal of depth the knowledge on the physiology and psychology of weight issues all of that is part of what the student learns they learn that background information and knowledge which is very critical they also learn then the skills which are very individual and detailed it's a very interactive form of therapy transforming therapy is comprehensive very thorough and it looks into the many factors that contribute to overeating eating unhealthily not taking sufficient exercises and so on we look into all of that in depth so that there is a very thorough dealing with the problem and that a person then goes away without some unhealthy compensatory behavior in other words their emotional issues are dealt with sufficiently and they can go away now have plenty of health enhancing attitudes and behaviors that they're expressing uh, with tools that can help them so that they are permanently getting control maintaining control of their eating behaviors you've said that you have had a lot of experience i remember from your interview on smoking cessation that you started working with smokers already in the early 80s Does your experience with weight management go back that far too? Absolutely. Well, I'm, when I started out, the knowledge I'd been given for dealing with weight was rather superficial. I had learned about the fact that there were emotional issues involved and that a person might be stressed, a bit depressed, but many of these emotional factors ran much deeper than I thought that I was led to believe from my training. and i also didn't have sufficient knowledge setting out to be able to deal with those in fact my experience of working with people's motivation commitment and programming them with hypnosis and programming with them with suggestion using different methods which weren't simply standard hypnotherapy that goes back for me to the early 70s but i would say when i first formally regularly started seeing people in a what i would call the beginnings of the way i now work that was the mid 80s and i've developed my approach over the years with the input from many many sources from other experts and from a lot of body of knowledge that's out there because this is a very serious issue for society for individuals and many many people struggle with weight and i think hypnotherapists have a great deal to offer provided their knowledge and abilities are up to the task you are yourself a medical person you are trained medical researcher you are a neurologist or more specific a neuroendocrinologist you 
work at the university, you teach at the university, you have a biological and psychological background. In how far does that influence or contribute to the transforming weight course or the transforming weight approach? Well, it contributes a lot. And frankly, any program that doesn't take account of the knowledge of how appetite works and how feeding behavior works in humans and in animals and how we learn to take control or fail to take control of it at the emotional level in the case of humans and we even see with animals as well how their eating behaviors are affected by their stressors and by their emotional states. All of that knowledge I believe is very important if our interventions are going to be effective. I mean if it's not ground, if the approach, the therapeutic approach is not grounded in good information, the best information that we have, I failed to see how it can be considered a worthwhile course. When we talked about smoking, you said that then in the transforming quit course, you teach the neurobiology of smoking. Would you say something similar about the transforming weight course? Would you consider that you also give an insight into the neurobiology of eating, or how would you describe it? Well, pretty much as you've described it, I believe that it's important to cover the neurobiological aspects of the issue, in fact, of everything that we're dealing with, insofar as we have good neurobiological information. Therapists should know about that at the level of which they can use it. In other words, they don't have to have a doctoral-level knowledge or researcher-level knowledge, of course, but they must know something about it so that they can help their clients in the most effective way. And I certainly bring that very much now into weight management because there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of things therapists sometimes say and do or claim are not really founded in evidence and we need our work to be taken seriously, to be both ethical and professional in what we say and how we work. And so I think knowledge is very critical, as are the skills, the personal interaction skills that we must possess to be good therapists. We know that sometimes people who are very knowledgeable intellectually make poor therapists because they haven't developed the personality traits of an effective therapist and don't know how to build the therapeutic relationship and the therapeutic environment, which is the creative, healing, and empowering environment that comes from the therapeutic relationship that enables the client, facilitates their change. I think we have person skills and knowledge skills combined to be effective hypnotherapists, to be effective coaches, And for missing one of them, or even both of them, of course, then our level of effectiveness as a therapist is very, very reduced to the point of it's simply we're working at a placebo level, really. And so that this doesn't happen, this is why you include in the transforming weight class both sides of the medal, as we would say, the personal approach and the knowledge approach. Well, absolutely. I think they come together in an effective coach or therapist. So you can't really separate it if you want no. to be effective. No. And with that information, when you look at what is out there, what classes are given, there are hypnosis courses for weight management out there that give, for example, detailed nutritional diet guidelines. So in, in the hypnosis sessions, they give something like a prescription. Uh, do eat this, do eat that, uh, leave this out, leave 
that out. Is transforming weight also such a prescriptive method or is it different? And if it is different, in how far is transforming weight different? Well, I think if you're not a nutritionist, you have to be very careful about what you suggest about diet to people. There are, is a lot of information out there people can already get from the internet and from many sources, from books and talking to people, even talking to their doctor who could refer them to a nutritionist, a dietetics person. I mean, most hypnotherapists don't have that training, and I think they should be cautious about what they say. Now, of course, there is some very good general information that we now know that's available to the public, and hypnotherapists should know about that. And I think it's quite reasonable to suggest to people, particularly in our comprehensive intake that we do, to find out what they're eating, what they've been told about diet, what problems they've had about their eating, maintaining on a healthy, balanced approach to eating, as well as many other factors, of course, which I won't go into right now. That should be included in the work, But simply targeting certain diets and saying, well, this is the diet you should be on. And if you look at the fact that there are many diets and many gimmicks in diet and many diets that we know are not even healthy, that may be just very fashionable, making great claims, I think that whole diet industry is very suspect. We know that there are certain aspects of, let's call it the wide range of foods that we eat, that we can reliably say for one person that is maybe not going to be so helpful for their weight loss because of their medical health, their condition and so on, and that this kind of food would be appropriate for many other people and that people have basic information about calories and proteins and fats, carbohydrates, etc., etc., so that if they're very lacking information, a hypnotherapist could give some very general information, but if he or she is not knowledgeable in that area, they shouldn't be making the final decisions about the person's diet. And simply putting a person on a diet to lose weight, a restrictive diet, has been shown over and over again to be very ineffective because if it's restrictive in ways that are not even perhaps healthy for that individual long term, and the therapist may not even know much about that, you know, their general knowledge about diet information may be very restricted, very limited, They're not going to do much good for that health of that individual, but mostly what we find is, and it's a general statistic that's put out there, and I think there's a lot of truth in it, that over one year, after a year of being on a diet, the majority of people, up to 95% of them, are back eating as they were before, having put on the weight that they may have lost originally on the diet, and have now added a few pounds, usually about three or four pounds. So in other words, Simply targeting a diet and programming a person to stay on that diet doesn't address all the things they need to be taken care of in their health with their eating, eating sufficiently the healthy foods and eating a balanced diet uh, with good medical information, nutritionist information where that's required on a healthy level of exercising program for them and above all dealing with their emotional issues. So it's a complex topic And to keep it very simple, I would say, if nutrition is not your field, be very careful of simply putting people on restrictive diets. From a health point of view and from a success point of view in the therapy, that usually is very ineffective long term. Could you also summarize it that the transforming weight approach is not as much about the eating habits 
but more about the underlying causes and changing the underlying causes so that the client then can make their own informed choices about how to change their eating behavior. Yes, I would say that's the core of the whole issue. They can make the best choices in conjunction with their nutritionists, their doctors, their own research, as long as they have that control, that emotional control that they've dealt with any underlying emotional issues sufficiently, that they're not using food as an addiction, a dependency, just as they don't use tobacco, alcohol as an emotional crutch. You've dealt with the underlying issues and now programming can be very effective for motivation and commitment. That's when your suggestions and programming really begin to have their real effects. If you haven't dealt with the deeper underlying emotional factors, and that doesn't take many, many sessions of therapy in most cases, but if you haven't dealt with them, success long-term is very limited. And the studies show that, that many people will go back to their old eating patterns in spite of their hypnotherapy and psychological coaching. That means that transforming weight is not about prescription, but about enabling the client to make their own productive choices and to lead their life self-empowered, so to speak. Absolutely. We use the word empowering a lot, and there is no greater way than, no greater tool, system, method, approach, greater than hypnotherapy yet discovered to tap into our power. That's where the empowerment comes. We're helping the client tap into their power to make their best choices, to seek out any medical help they need, to take control of their minds, to take control of their behaviors in a way that's healthy and sustainable. And you've helped them often in the process deal with many deeper emotional issues that often go back to childhood, self-love, feeling neglected, feeling unlovable, unworthy, maybe being emotionally neglected and abused to a severe degree, sexually abused as well perhaps. These are many of the factors that are seen in the severe weight cases and sometimes in their current life, imbalances, problems in relationships, dissatisfaction in their work, and food is their compensation, the crutch to make them feel better. But it is a broad and deep field, the field of weight management, and a competent therapist can work quickly and effectively with a great many clients, and if he or she, as a practitioner of transforming therapy, knows the work well, they can take on even more difficult cases, uh, often you know, in conjunction with medical supervision, to help the person break through their dependency and addiction to foods, certain foods. An apparently very popular approach to weight management is also the so-called hypnotic gastric band, of which you probably have heard. Is that comparable or compatible, or in which manner does it, is it included in transforming weight, or is that something that is not part of the course? Well, Axel, in the history of weight management through hypnosis, there's been a great many visualization and imagination techniques have been used, and sometimes in conjunction with various props. For example, I mean, telling people that their stomach fills up quickly with a small amount of food, that they feel they can't put in more than a certain amount of food, that excess food makes them feel even nauseous, or inappropriate food makes them feel they want to throw it up. That's aversion. Suggestion, of course, 
much less popular nowadays. But imagining you've had a surgery. Now, it doesn't always require a whole setup, you know, with a nurse and a make-believe operating theatre. But giving people the feeling emotionally that they've had that surgery, some therapists use that as a tool and that can be used. It's not a magic wand, it's simply one more visualization and imagination tool that could be used and it's not the critical part of the therapy in my view. But some people work well with their imaginations with a scenario either it's completely based on imagining the event or physically taking through a mock-up of the surgery that can have a bigger impression on some people in their subconscious minds and I've had other people say well when I went through that for me it didn't help me because I really was very much aware that this was not a real surgery and it, it sort of had the reverse effect it made me feel oh this is not going to work And that's if the problem arises if we believe it's just a technique and it's all down to the technique. When in reality, the long-term, healthy, balanced maintenance of good eating behavior as well, healthy, balanced eating, it requires a healthy emotional state underlying in the person. And that's only achieved with making the necessary changes in their psyche that a good therapist can do. So I would say any and all techniques that help a person can be used, but they're not the core of the therapy for most individuals with weight issues. So from that, I understand that transforming weight also in the class takes a different approach. It's about enabling. It's not about aversion, right? Absolutely. There is only very limited use of aversion in this day and age of most therapists. And in fact, many therapists don't use it at all. Well, I use it very, very little, but there are ways one can use And I would hesitate even to use the word aversion because it's associated with the old behaviors technologies where it had certain applications. But for a sophisticated approach to hypnotherapy, we can use elements of aversion, let's call it that, but in a way that are just very helpful to a person's motivation and that are still very empowering rather than just suppressing a problem or making them feel they don't want to do it because it makes them ill punishes them and that kind of crude aversion is often counterproductive in the long run anyway from a, a psychological point of view. That is very helpful I guess. When we talked about smoking uh, you said that in the Transforming Quit course you are including how to deal with difficult clients. In the Transforming Weight class or course, are you also going to include how to deal with difficult clients who just don't want to lose weight or don't want to cooperate? Yes, well, we of course look for a level of commitment, a level of taking responsibility by the client so that they have then the ability to generate an appropriate level of readiness for change. And how we can help motivate people to do that when their motivation is weak. And that may be out of self-sabotage. It may be out of fear of failure. Perhaps we're having had many failures. So I will go into the details of how we would work with the more difficult cases. And provided there is a working level, a basic level to start with, that is a part of their mind wants to change, even if there is a lot of opposition in other parts of their mind, we can often help get those people started to make change And there are many people, of course, who have a high level of motivation to change, but because of personal 
emotional, social factors within them, it's very difficult for them to succeed on their own. And that's where an effective therapist can make all the difference to help that client break through and achieve success. Often certain approaches are applicable also to other areas, like, for example, transforming quit is applicable to other areas of addiction and dependencies. What is the case on transforming weight? Is what we learn in your class also applicable to other areas of hypnosis or working with people? Very much so. As with any addictive or dependent behavior, once the person deals with those factors in their psyche, this is very empowering for them. They have inner strength now and don't need those external crutches of the alcohol, the drugs, or comfort eating. They've changed from within. That frees up a great deal of energy. It makes them more confident and positive about themselves, a sense of satisfaction. It increases their feeling of self-efficacy and all helps them to move away from self-destructiveness and self-hatred. Now, it, of course, teaches them about their powers for goal-setting, goal achievement, taking control and readiness for change in other areas of their lives, about taking responsibility as well and being self-nurturing. So it's very empowering for people. And when they lost weight, it can improve their emotional, sexual, personal lives in all kinds of ways that they hadn't always anticipated. Being able to have the confidence to go for a certain type of interview for a job, for example, or go on a date. Once you begin to think about it, you can see how many ways this impacts on their lives. And so there's a great deal of knowledge and learning on the client's part that is so valuable for their lives. So in short, the transforming weight cause also is applicable to areas as motivation, as focus, and goal setting. Could you summarize it like that? I would. I would say exactly that, that the therapist who comes on a training course or anybody who comes on one of our courses learn about weight management will learn about goal setting and goal achievement, motivation, commitment, readiness for change, discovering your inner power and understanding about the nature of dependency and addiction, which of course takes many forms. It's not always just substance. A person may be addicted to certain emotional states which are unhealthy, certain behaviors, could be gambling or shopping. A therapist will learn many of the principles that underlie all of these unwanted unhealthy behaviors as well as the specifics that are very important to understand in detail about emotions in weight, how food is used in dealing with emotional issues and about the psychobiological aspects of the problem. That sounds like an all-encompassing, or would you in English say, holistic approach? Yes, that's right. I think for any therapy to be effective, it has to have a strong holistic foundation to it. Because we really can't separate mind-body in the final analysis. And when we look at the mind, we must look at it in a comprehensive way for to achieve long-term success. Even though transforming weight is already a very holistic approach, I know from my experience that many people who go to courses or participate in courses, attend classes, are very interested in, in approaches and methods. Are you also going to give an outline of your personal approach when dealing with weight clients in this transforming weight class? Yes, I think it's very important in a training course 
not only to give the best knowledge that you have from your learning, in my case from all the courses I've done, and from reading and talking to other therapists, but my own personal experience. I think a trainer in our field needs to speak very much from experience rather than theory. And I think if a person hasn't substantial experience in that field, you're really learning from somebody who is, in a sense, quite ignorant of the reality of the work, of what it feels like to engage with people who have that problem and who have helped them and been successful with them. That therapist is speaking from experience and will have confidence and knowledge that's very grounded in reality and that then can be conveyed to the student to the earnest student who will be able to learn a great deal from that trainer. So everybody who joins the course and attends the class will learn a lot about the biology, about the psychology, about human interaction in a setting that is not usually covered in other classes on weight management. And with that said, are there Any last points that you would to convey to our listeners about the transforming weight class before we come to an end? Well, I would certainly say this class is very useful, applicable, and perhaps for some therapists vital for them in learning to work with this client group, with this particular major topic that's out there. We will teach you in a condensed intensive training course it's not going to be spread over weeks we'll give you homework and background reading information that you can follow up on later but in that intensive training you will learn an approach that covers thorough intake and a thorough assessment of the client the consultation session how to deal with problems how to deal with the issue from different points of view the physical the emotional and all of the commitment and areas of programming that you need to consider designing the very best programming suggestions for clients and follow up then for long-term maintenance of the problem, sorry, maintenance of the control of the problem. All of this will be covered in, in detail. And so I urge people to take this opportunity and study transforming weight management. Thank you very much, John. For this very detailed information, we took a little bit longer than planned because there was so much information that was relevant to this class. Thank you so much for this fantastic interview, for this great range of information and I wish you a good day and talk to you soon. Thank you, Axel, for the opportunity to have another uh, informal interview. And uh, thank you to all who are listening in. And we hope to see you on one of our courses. All the best for now, Axel. Have a great day. Thank you. Goodbye for now. Bye for now.